This is Justin. And we're in Menomina, and you're listening to KCOU. Columbia. 88.1. Tuning in, come on in, come on in, crowd around, crowd around, we got another show for you, season 5, episode 3, coming up right now, and uh, my name is Peter Camp, I'm the host of the Penalty Box, and this would be usually the time where I would introduce my co-host, Mr. Jack Nolan, into the Penalty Box, but however, due to him not being here, and not being in Columbia, Missouri at the current time, I had to scramble to find a co-host, and my co-host this week is a very, very good one, ladies and gentlemen. We had him on the penalty box last week. He is the one of the hosts of The Overthrow. You can catch that out on Mondays at 5 o'clock on KCOU. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. Jack Sobel. Jack, how are the skies doing today? The skies are doing great. I will have to correct you. It is Mondays at 4 o'clock. It's 4. Yep. I think we had the discussion yesterday, too, whether, whether the semester before was 4 or 5. I'm pretty sure it was 4. Yeah. Well, Jay Marsh says it was five. Jay, Jay Marsh, I, I, I don't think he really knows what he's talking about there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> righty. So, it's not like got, we're having Jay Marsh on the show, right? Yes, <laughs> nothing like slamming your co-hosts right on a different show. It's not, it's not a slam. I, I like Jay. I like hosting the show with Jay Marsh a lot. Jay Marsh is an excellent co-host. Excellent. Uh, excellent. But no, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to hear, be here. I am a little disappointed you didn't follow the plan of just pretending like I'd been the host of the penalty box the entire I time. I mean to say that, I mean, the co-host has always been Jack. It has been Jack. It, yeah. it always has been Jack. Yeah. So with that being said, college football happened. I was very excited that it happened because I have been waiting since the first week. Oh, when does college football usually ends the first week of January, right? Uh, first, second something week, something like that. But I'm pretty sure it ended later this year, maybe. Either way, it's been it's been yeah. a long while it since I've seen college time. football, and I am excited to see it back. Uh, the first big slate of games, I should say, the only big slate was Ohio State barely surviving Minnesota, 45-31. Uh, C.J. Stroud, 13 for 22, 294 yards and four touchdowns. Muhammad Ibrahim had a great game, although he got injured. I think Ohio State, I mean, we talked about on your show yesterday how Ohio State kind of stumbled and people wondered, like, if there's a big question mark. I think Ohio State is kind of okay where they're at. Yeah, I think, uh, honestly, I'm a big Georgia fan. I would have ranked Ohio State number two this week. Really, uh, I I know it's not reflective of the resume because obviously in terms of resume, you know Georgia just beat Clemson. Obviously, they should be number two. But I I I just think when it comes down to like the games against you know the Alabamas uh, of the world, uh, I I just think Ohio State has the offensive firepower to compete with them, compete with Alabama that I don't think any other team has. And I think uh, the quarterback situation of you know, CJ Stroud, I uh, I think. He's ta- he's more than talented enough to the point where he can get it together. He, he had a good second half after mm-hmm. a bit of a rough first half. Uh, but just how do you defend that team? Yeah, like we, we talked about on my show yesterday. You, you got Garrett Wilson, Chris Chris Olave. Great that you got an excellent t- collection of tight ends. You got a really really talented tri- uh, trifecta of running backs. Uh, it, they're in in a uh, Williams Teague and uh, and and Crowley uh, and Henderson too. Uh, like. You just you just can't defend all of that. Yeah. Uh, 
And he also got a, got a really talented defense, too. Uh, and I, I think Minnesota's an underrated team. Minnesota put up a really good fight. They're, they're a very experienced team. Uh, but no, I, I wouldn't be worried about Ohio State whatsoever, is the bottom line. Yeah, Ohio State outscoring Minnesota 35-14 to in the second half. And I think that really shows how easily Ohio State can bounce back in a game like that. Another big game happening on Friday night was Virginia Tech getting the upset over number 10 North Carolina and Sam Howell. Now, Sam Howell... How far do you think he drops after this game? He finished 17 for 32, 208 yards, one touchdown, three interceptions against a mediocre slash somewhat decent Virginia Tech team. I would say on the higher end of the ACC Virginia Tech team. Uh, Where do you see Sam Howell's uh, Heisman chances now? I don't know if one game can drop. Are are we talking about Heisman chances or draft stock? Heisman chances. Heisman chances almost non-existent. Yeah. Uh, because if we're talking about draft stock, like I, th- I think, uh, yeah, that that you would have to see kind of a whole year. Yeah, and, and you know, the example I'd point you point to is you know Justin Fields' performance against Northwestern in, in the playoff in the Big Ten championship, and then he comes back and he throws six touchdowns, and you know he's fine. Yeah. Uh, but in terms of Heisman chances, like you look at what, uh, you look at what Sam Howell did against Virginia Tech, which is a good team, and then you look at what Bryce Young did against Miami, mm-hmm. and. I mean, how how can you say Sam Howell has any chance of winning the Heisman after that? Yeah. I mean, Bryce Young, if he puts numbers like that almost every single game that he plays this year, I mean, I think it's I think it's almost like a Joe Burrow kind of runaway year, you right, know? Right now, if, if it's like, given what I saw from Bryce Young and obviously the talent that he and every Alabama quarterback ever have around him, I I mean, if, if it's Bryce Young versus the field, I'm taking Bryce Young. Yeah. Like, it, it he had a ridiculous performance, and... I, obviously, like Alabama, you know, everyone's talking about the, the Alabama team that had three quarterbacks and Mac Jones, Jalen Hurts, Tua Tagovailoa, mm-hmm. uh, on the same team to start in the NFL this week. Yeah. Like, Bryce Young's more talented than all of them, and I'm not sure if it's particularly close. You really think close. that? Yeah. You really think he's more talented than all three of them? Uh, yeah. In, in terms of raw natural talent, like, Bryce Young's more talented than all three of them. Wow. He, he's a higher recruit than any of them were. Yeah. Uh and he he showed he showed why in in that game like he is ridiculously talented. Yes, I mean he goes to Alabama and he plays quarterback. At this point, you can't do no wrong with any team kind of drafting him at this point. Bryce Young finishing. He's uh, not even eligible this year. Twenty twenty three. Is he a sophomore? He's a redshirt freshman. He's a, he's only a freshman. Redshirt freshman. He he uh, backed up Mac Jones last year. Oh we we saw him play. I, I don't know if you were at the Missouri Alabama game, but he played the most of that second half. Wow. I mean, I do remember him playing, but the fact that he's only a, a redshirt freshman doing putting that numbers up against a, a top fifteen Miami team, I think. But I always feel like Miami comes in kind of overranked every year. They just, do just because they're always kind of like a historic team that you know always comes in and we're like, oh, we're back. To, it's like a Texas. It's like a Texas that they always come in and be like, oh, we're we're better this year. We compete this year, and then and then they face a, a tough opponent like Bama, and they just never never hold up. But at the same time, like Alabama does this a lot. They take a team that's like ranked anywhere from like eight to fifteen, and that that team is still pretty good. But then Alabama shows them what truly good football looks like. Yes, and that we saw that happen again this week with. Uh, with Miami, uh, and this doesn't disparage Miami season. Uh, I mean, it's not a conference loss. I mean, and, a uh, loss it, to it, Bama is nothing to hang. Yeah, a loss about. to Bama, even a blowout loss like that. But uh, right, right now in the in the SEC, I think I, uh, 
I, I know there's a lot of talk out there about Texas A&M, but I think Alabama and Georgia, especially if Georgia gets healthy, are so far ahead of the field right now that uh, I, I don't know. Uh, and I would have to see a lot, a lot more, you know, proven play from uh, Texas A&M's quarterback situation to until, until I would, I would agree that the gap's being closed right now. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, speaking of Georgia, they they took down Clemson in a very defensive battle. Oh yeah. Now I know a lot of people, you know, kind of look at this as like a bad game. But I'm going to be honest, I love defensive games. Maybe that's the Big Ten fan in me, but I love 10 to 3 games that have defenses pitting each other back to for- back and forth. And I know Georgia's offense, like we said yesterday, have had their struggles with injuries, especially with Pickens being hurt, uh, especially with Eric Gilbert, you know, having you know this and that going on. But I think at the end of the day, I think it showed how these defenses, especially that Georgia front line, just how monstrous they are. I mean, Jordan Davis, he was preseason first-team All-SEC last year, didn't really play all that much, had some injury issues. Mm-hmm. He came back against Clemson, and he we, we saw why he he's such a hype player. Remember yeah. that name, Jordan Davis. He is a wrecking ball down there. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, the, the sheer amount of talent Georgia has on all three levels of defense and the, the way they're so well-coached, they fly to the football. What was that? I don't know what that was. <laughs> that was weird. Anyway, keep going. The, you know, they're so well-coached, they fly to the football. Uh, they make plays on the ball. They score touchdowns. Like the one de- touchdown was a defensive touchdown, right? Yes. Uh, I I mean, there, there's no weakness on on that defense, and like I I don't even blame DJ Uyungle that that much. Yeah. Uh, like Georgia's defense gave him nothing the entire game. Like there there was no open receivers, no no uh, no blocking. I, I'd be concerned if I I'd be more concerned about Clemson's offensive line than I would be about DJ. There's nothing like. Throwing, I mean, if you look at DJ's last two opponents where he started, it was a night game in South Bend against the Fighting Irish, and then a night game against Georgia, a number five Georgia team. Yeah, which he like played he said, really well against Notre Dame, by the way. He did play really well against Notre Dame, but I feel like you look at th- you look at those two games and you see those opponents, and you think, wow, okay, like that's that's quite a way to start your college career, especially with like we said, a Georgia team that. Not only can compete in the will probably win the SEC East, but a team that, with all of its its assets combined, could probably compete for the SEC title as well. Yeah, I th- I think so. Are, we're still talking about Georgia. Yes. Yeah. So, Georgia, I uh, I don't think they can compete with Alabama as they currently are. No. Because right now, I think about half the receivers, including George Pickens, who's an absolute stud, are injured, as well as Eric Gil- Eric Gilbert, their stud tight end transfer. Mm-hmm. If those guys get healthy, I think they can put put up a, put up a fight against Alabama, just because yeah. of that defense. But right right now, like zero teams in in college football are limiting to Al- are limiting Alabama to I would say less than twenty four points. I'd say thirty. And, I think Georgia could limit them to like twenty four to twenty eight. But right now, I don't think the the Georgia offense, as it currently stands, is scoring more than that against Alabama. But I think they could if they get healthy. Yeah, it's just a matter of if they get healthy. Mm-hmm. I got you. Another big game that happened over the weekend: number nineteen Penn State getting the win over Graham Mertz and the Wisconsin Badgers. You see. This is why I like having you on, Sobel. Yeah. <laughs> if, if, if Nolan was on, he'd be like, let's talk about the next game. And I'm like, no, this is a huge game. This is a top 20 matchup and, and a big spot for, for not just these two teams, but for the rest of the divisions in the Big Ten. I mean, a Wisconsin loss here opens up gates for teams like Iowa, opens up for teams like Minnesota. And for Penn State, that shuts the door for, for if they get the win against Michigan or like, I, want, I don't want to say Rutgers is a Big Ten East fate, like competitor, but... 
I mean, that, that helps them a lot, especially if they're able to take down opponents like Michigan and Ohio State. Yeah, uh... I th- I think I uh, I mean you can't you re- I don't th- I would not feel great if I were a fan of either Penn State or Wisconsin after after that game I uh, like I, I I don't think I don't think a Penn win's State, a win man I don't think Penn State's a anywhere near win, competing man. with Ohio State right now no uh, I don't think anyone in, in Ohio State's divisions or or the Big Ten Journal but especially Ohio State's divisions anywhere near competing with Ohio State uh and Wisconsin like you saw the performance of Graham Mertz you saw the performance of Jack Cohn you really can't feel great about that I mean yeah but. At the end of the day, that's a huge win against a top 10, 15 team that could help your team inch towards the Big Ten Championship, no? It is a huge, but you have to go through Ohio State to get to the Big Ten Championship. Yeah. That's not happening. That's weeks, weeks away. Who knows what's going to happen in then in that I, time? I, I guess o- Ohio State's bus could crash, maybe. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, like, players could step up, injuries could happen. There's a whole culmination of things that happen. Like, right now, sure, Ohio State's the front-runner to win, but that's not saying that it won't happen at the at the end of the season. I'm saying it won't happen at the end of the season. Ohio State's not losing to Penn State. I'm, not, I'm, I'm saying it could. <laughs> no, it can't. It could. <laughs> no, it can't. Penn, Penn State, it, it, I, I, don't, I don't like their quarterback play. I like the I I don't even like their defense all that much. Be, like they they shut down Graham Mertz. Graham Mertz played horribly. Yeah. Uh, I I I love but this Jay, is a guy coming in with a lot of hype too. I love Jahan Dotson. That that's like the one part of that 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 team that I really really like about Penn State. Mm-hmm. Uh, the st- stud receiver. Uh, but I I just I just I thought I felt like Wisconsin lost that game more than Penn State won it. That's fair. That's very fair. I mean, so, sorry, Sarkis. Yeah, sorry, Sarkis. You can go report me to, re- to your roommate once you get home. Yeah. Uh, another big game. Don't mean to toot my own horn coming from, from the home state of Iowa, yeah. but the Hawkeyes getting the win over Indiana. I still don't know how to feel about it, though. I still don't know how to feel about it because I feel Just like— the quarterback play? Yeah. I mean, we, we Iowa won by 26, but two of those were picks. It was 34 points. Two of those were pick sixes. One of them was a rushing touchdown, and— Spencer Peters didn't play that great either. So, it's just a lot. It, I mean, He's dealing with a lot of emotions right now. Yes. <laughs> it's a great win, but I don't see it happening with anybody else this season. Because at the end of the day... That. Like that, that's kind of how you beat a lot of Big Ten teams. Well, that's how Iowa beats Big Ten teams, by hoping by their defense shutting down and I mean, hoping that the offense of, can go down the field and score. That's how Northwestern won a, made it to the Big Ten championship last year. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> but they had better players than, than Iowa did that year. I mean, Spencer Petras threw like three picks across the middle. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I, I wouldn't be encouraged by Spencer Petras' performance either. I would be con- uh, encouraged by the run game. I mean, uh, I, I was run games always like that, though. Yeah, uh, but I, I feel like uh, Goodson, uh, the big play threat that that he that he shows is like is really good right now. It's like the it's like the same old Iowa every year. If Iowa could learn how to throw the ball really, really well, this is an Iowa team that, like I said, but they can't. So. That can <laughs> compete with Ohio State if they do. But Spencer Peters is still the quarterback. I know he is, <laughs> but if he learns how to throw the ball really well. I think Iowa has a better chance of competing with Ohio State than Penn State. Probably. That's only because they're in the West. True. But, I mean, I don't know. I I, I like, honestly, outside of 
Ohio State. I like Iowa and and Minnesota more than really any other team in the Big Ten right now. All right. I mean that 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 might seem like a big overreaction to Week One, and it probably is, but I'll take that. I I just I I I didn't see a lot of encouraging things other than those two teams. Uh, a couple more games before we look to next week. UCLA getting the win over yes. LSU. Bruins. That's a big. I mean, I thought Jamar hated on DTR way too much. Yeah. In, I mean, in, he didn't have show. a great game. He and did enough. He. I mean, yeah. Like an Iowa quarterback, he did enough. Yes. Or every Bears quarterback in the, in the past exactly. eight hundred years. <laughs> he he played he played to not lose the game as opposed to dominate the game. But a, a big win for UCLA nonetheless. Zach Charbonnet, their running back, the transfer out of Michigan, I think was a very 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 solid pickup. I mean he's been playing really really well, especially this game. Very Lord solid pickup. 117 yards and a touchdown. But yeah, nonetheless a big win for UCLA. Can you imagine saying two years ago that Chip Kelly's UCLA team beat Ed Orgeron's uh, LSU team? No. Uh, by by just being the better coach, well, more or better executing, better tackling team. Yeah, especially the the sissy blue. Yeah, you see UCLA's Twitter banner. Yes, I did. It's fantastic. Did you know that LSU actually goes and and plays uh, McNeese State this this week, and the starting quarterback yeah. for McNeese State is Ed Ogeron's son. Really? Yes. <laughs> so it'll be interesting how that game plays out. Yeah. Uh, another big one, Montana. Montana. I'm gonna be honest. I don't really talk about the state of Montana, let alone the, the the school of Montana as much. But they get the win over number twenty Washington. I'm not gonna lie. In if, Washington, if I wasn't friends with you, I probably wouldn't talk about Iowa all, all that much either. Yeah. So like, I I feel like if if you were from Montana, we would talk about Montana a lot. I feel like <laughs> if I was from Montana, I wouldn't be big into sports. I'd be on this show talking to you about how beautiful mountains are. Buffalo, maybe. I'd teach you about different rocks, different animals. (laughs) I'd have a lot of, like, I'd be, like, the ultimate Boy Scout, you know? (laughs) Like, I'd smell something and be like, oh, there's a a raccoon 15 miles away, you know? I'd be that guy if I was from Montana. (laughs) I'd be that guy. That's very funny. You'd, you'd, uh, You'd have, like, pet buffalo? Exactly. Yeah. I'd have, like, different, like, I'd have, like, a pet bald eagle. I've seen Bald Eagle at camp. Those are great. Yeah. Remember that, by the way. <laughs> uh, number 21, Texas, getting the win over number Moving 23, on, really Louisiana. Yeah, just sliding by that. <laughs> Texas getting the win over Louisiana. Uh, is Texas back yet? No. Yeah, I didn't think so. <laughs> and last but not least, probably the best game of the weekend. Oh, by far. Notre Dame getting the win over Florida State, but it came with... The return of Mackenzie Milton. It came with a fantastic second half and an 18-point comeback from Florida to force overtime. I mean, I'm not even a Notre Dame or a Florida State fan. In fact, I don't like either of those teams. <laughs> I don't like Notre Dame I don't either. like either of those teams at all. But I like Notre Dame less now that Brian Kelly threatened to kill his players. That's true. <laughs> that's true. But I thought it was a great game. Oh, it was fantastic. I thought game. it was a great game. The the thing that will always stick with me most is is Mackenzie Milton's second like real real pass. He had a, a one good one down the field, then two like bubble screens, then mm-hmm. the third one is a key third down. Defensive tackle gets free, puts a big hit on his chest. He finds the running back on an angle route, puts it only where the running back can get it into tight coverage over the underneath defender. That was an incredible throw. Might have been the best throw I've seen this. I, I saw this weekend, regardless of you know the situation he he he's coming from. Yeah, you know, just incredible. Uh, dang kickers. I know. 
Kickers, kickers, kickers. You would know as a Bears fan, right? I would know. Thank you, Pete. <laughs> and we will go to commercial break. <laughs> All right. We'll jump into the next week of games. First off, I just think it'd be funny to, to start off the week with uh, the first game of actually the of the college football week in week two, Kansas and Coastal Carolina. Yes. It's going to be an interesting game. Kansas winning their first game in two years, barely beating South Dakota and Coastal Carolina, just continuing the dominance that they have. Uh, since last year, who you who you taking in this game? I'm just curious. Are you talking straight up or against the spread? I'm just talking. Okay, the spread is Coastal Carolina <laughs> by 25 and a half. So whatever you want to do, I will take Coastal Carolina. Do they cover? Uh, it depends on how long they try. Like mm-hmm. if they pull their stars after the third quarter, then I don't think so. But like if they keep their stars in the entire game, oh sorry, yeah, good. I uh, I think I. Uh, I actually think Kansas, or actually think Coastal Carolina will cover if they keep the stars in the entire game. So if it gets to garbage time is whether the, the, yeah. the spread will happen or not. Yeah, so that, that's when to turn on the TV, Jaymarsh. All righty. <laughs> Next game's coming up. Big top 12 matchup. 12, number 12, Oregon taking on number 3, Ohio State in the shoe. I think yesterday they were 14-point favorites. This week, today they're 14-and-a-half-point favorites. The Buckeyes are. Who do you got in that one? I... Uh, Definitely the Buckeyes straight up. If Thibodeau plays, I think we, we mentioned this on, on my show, if Thibodeau mm-hmm. plays, I think Oregon State co- or Oregon covers. If Thibodeau doesn't play, I think Ohio State covers. I think Ohio State wins, and I, I would have to agree with you as you well. You know, like, th- that's what, like, Ohio State doesn't care about, uh, doesn't care as much about the Michigan game anymore now that Michigan is pretty ir- irrelevant mm-hmm. uh, under Jim Harbaugh. That's what Ohio State always used to do against Michigan. 11 a.m. in their house. I, uh, they'd come in Michigan like the the spreads about about fourteen, uh, and it would be a thirty point game by the by the end of the third quarter. Yeah, uh, I mean Ohio State does this all the time, especially at home, and I I don't think this one's going to be very close. Yeah, I don't think so either. Um, another game coming up: Texas, Arkansas. Now we talked about this on the overthrow yesterday yeah. as well. Uh, we said that we're pretty much thinking that Texas. Texas isn't back, and this is the game that proves why they're not back. Yeah, uh, I'm just watching two guys, you know, NFL draft buffs. Remember these two names: Traylon Burks, the receiver, uh, just an all-around stud on the offense, the only almost single-handedly beat Mizzou last year, and Jalen Catalan, ball hawking, ball hawking defensive back, uh, can make plays in the middle of that defense. Uh, he he's a fearsome presence uh, back there, uh, and I think those two playmakers can carry uh, Arkansas to victory. Yeah, Texas opens and up. And it's in at, Arkansas, too. It is Arkansas, but Texas is six-and-a-half-point favorites. I'm taking the upset here. Over the Razorbacks. Uh, next game, Utah-BYU. Number 21, Utah traveling to Provo, taking on the Cougars. Utah that is opens future up a, Big 12 team BYU to you. That is true. That is very true. Utah is seven-point favorites. Who do you got in this one? I'm not going to lie. I know very little about these two teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, the post Zach Wilson era. The of post BYU. Zach Wilson era. What did they do last week? Uh, BYU won. Uh, they won twenty-four to sixteen over Arizona. It's not bad. I guess I'll I'll take BYU. Okay. For sure, for sure. And the last game before we go to break, and probably the biggest game in the state of Iowa, probably in the last fifty years. <laughs> the Hawkeyes, the Cyclones. Well, you're forgetting about the Field of Dreams game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> Iowa, the Cyclones, and the Hawkeyes in Jack Trice 
Iowa State opens up as 4.5 favorites. Yesterday, we t- you took the Hawkeyes. Are you sticking with the Hawkeyes? You know, I've thought about this a lot overnight. Yeah. But give me a you know bird head like Lee Corso usually has. I'm taking the Hawkeyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm also taking the Hawkeyes. Because, really? You're because, taking the Hawkeyes? Just because I'm biased. Every yeah. time I take Iowa, though, they win. They, I mean, they lose. So I, I kind of want to take Iowa State. So just, take Iowa State? You know what? Fine. Right, you're taking Iowa State? No. Okay. <laughs> All right. If they lose, you did that to yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm just confusing them. Confusing the football gods at this point. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit of NFL football plus our special guest and the penalty box segment. You're listening to the penalty box here on KCOU 88.1 FM. Check out my new time machine. Does it work? Hit the button. Hey, it's Napoleon. Oui. Check out the future. Hey, you have a nice house. Why don't I? You didn't save any money, buddy. If only there was a way I could go back in time and fix that. Yeah. Save something for the future. Put away a few bucks. Feel like a million bucks. For free ways to save, go to feedthepig.org. That's feedthepig.org. This message brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. Tune in to High and Tight with me and my co-host, Logan Perone, as we catch you up on the latest signings, trades, news, scores, and highlights from around America's pastime. Every Sunday at 11 a.m. on the 88.1 FM stream and our website, KCU.FM on the Blue Box. If you're interested in building a great career, the Missouri Army National Guard is interested in you. The Guard will pay you to train for a wide range of jobs, such as engineering, combat arms, logistics, transportation, and military police. The skills you'll learn are needed in the Guard and are in high demand in the civilian job market. Plus, you may be eligible for a $20,000 bonus and student loan repayment. Visit NationalGuard.com today. Sponsored by the Missouri Army National Guard. Aired by the Missouri Broadcasters Association in this station. Looking for something that smashes sports content and video game content together into one big late-night radio sandwich? Listen to Quarter Circle Backboard, a show in which your boy Chris Mitchell brings you the latest and hottest in sports news that you like and video game news that I like every Friday night at 11 p.m. on KCOU. I talk about everything from football to basketball to Street Fighter to Fallout to you name it. Is the worst thing up past your bedtime? Tune in and find out. Somebody once told me the world is gonna roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the Welcome shed. Welcome back into the Polly Box, everybody. She was looking thank you so much for tuning in on this Tuesday I don't know. I would say evening. Yeah. Back on the penalty box, Peter Camp, guest host, Mr. Jack Sobel, joining me as well. And it's time. Last week, I hyped up the return of college football. Now it's time to hype up the return of NFL football. It is time for, for, the, for, the, for the gridiron. It's time for the, for the pig sp- pigskin to get tossed. I sound like a non-sports fan. I, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. Moving on. Yes, week one, line, everything's set up, everything's together, and now we have the first game of the season. The Cowboys with with new with I shouldn't say new quarterback, but with Dak Prescott back under center, taking on Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Sobel, what, what are your thoughts on this on this opening game? So we were talking about this before. I think it's going to be a better game than you think it is. Yeah. Uh, I think that Dallas 
is one of the more dangerous offenses in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, How like, defensively, though? Defensively, they're not good. Yeah. Uh, defensively, they are not good. And this Bucks team is returning every single starter from the Super Bowl team. That's true. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I I think that this could turn into a shootout early. I don't think I, I think the Cowboys can score enough to make this interesting. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they did add a bit on on defense. Like uh, Mike Micah Parsons come, coming in, uh, Keanu Neal. They they kind of revamped the linebacking core. Mm-hmm. The secondary is still suspect though. Uh, but we'll see. You know, it it took a while for Tom Brady to get going last year. He's very old. You know, yeah, but they, he was they, also playing on a, on a torn ACL. He's always playing on some injury. I feel like every single year it comes out Tom Brady's playing an injury. Yeah, but this year is different because he's not. That's how they get you. <laughs> no, I think I, I think I actually wouldn't be surprised if Dallas is winning this game after the first half. I think it's a high-scoring game, but I think the Bucks take it late. Yeah, I think the Bucks kind of. I think the Bucks get off to a hot start, and I think the Cowboys kind of inch closer. I mean, like, I think they kind of, like, I don't know how you say it. They, they, they kind of hang around. They hang around, but I don't think they ever get close. I'm t- the, the line is Tampa Bay by eight. I'm taking I'm taking the Bucks with the spread. Uh, Steelers-Bills. Bills by 20. Could be a very interesting defensive no, game. They could be, though. I'm really low on Pittsburgh this year. Yeah, they the had Bills' hol- offense is... They is, had holes on the offensive line, decided to draft Najee Harris in the first round, and the Bills' offense is electric. Yeah. Uh, I I'm I'm taking the Bills and I don't think whatever the spread is Bills cover. Buffalo by six and a half. Bills cover. Do you take the over or the under though? What's the over under? Forty eight and a half. Uh. Under because I don't think the Steelers score all that much. That's fair. I think it's gonna be like thirty to six or something. That is very fair. Uh, next game up just because you know me the Seahawks take on the Colts in Lucas Oil. Seahawks are two and a half point favorites. I'm gonna be honest. I'm not that high on Seattle this year. I think that defense has a lot of question marks, especially uh, in the secondary. I don't think it's up to par with the rest of the NFC West or the rest of, of of the league. But I also think that Seattle is able to get it done against a Colts team that still has quite a few question marks. Yeah, for the first question, like, is Carson Wentz going to play? I think so. I think he is, but like, how how healthy is he? That's the question. And he was also really bad last year. That's true. Uh, and their backup is like Jacob Eason or something. It is Jacob Eason. Sam Elliger is the third stringer. This is uh, true. And I I just think the difference in quarterback play combined with the fact that the, the Seahawks team isn't worse than the team. I, I don't think it's worse than the team last year that you know made the playoffs very comfortably. Yeah, I, and then they got destroyed in the playoffs. To be honest, I think I. Uh, the, what the Seahawks are going to do is end up like you know how this offseason they there was you know Russell Wilson might might want out maybe he doesn't maybe the Bears trade for him maybe he's like the best quarterback in Bears history oh, already how could, how could I forget uh, but I think you know besides the Bears aspect because they already have their guy I think the Seahawks are going to find themselves in the exact same situation next offseason because with with Russell Wilson a year older and wanting out more firmly mm-hmm. because they they brought him back yeah but they didn't really actually improve the team around him yeah. So I, I mean, I, the biggest thing that they did was bring in DK Metcalf, but DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and Chris Carson aren't going to be enough to keep a superstar like that in Seattle. Yeah, and you know they they did improve the offensive line. They got Gabe Jackson. Uh, 
But you know the defense has a ton of question marks, and Russell Wilson can't Huge do it himself. Question marks. I, th- I think they beat this. They beat the Colts. Yes, but, but uh, you know we'll see going going forward. And that was your Seahawk NFL season preview. I can't to wait you for Sobel and Peter. I can't wait for the annual. Uh, you know, oh Russell Wilson's MVP candidate. Five weeks later, Russell Wilson is no longer an MVP candidate. Yeah, I can't wait for these first four <laughs> weeks to be Russell Wilson hype train, and then afterwards, <laughs> you know, Patrick Mahomes or you know pretty much anybody else who has amazing top-tier quarterback play, just absolutely. Aaron Rodgers might go back-to-back. Who knows? Who knows? We'll see. Um, Browns-Chiefs. This one's very intriguing. This one is in Arrowhead Stadium. KC, six-point favorites. I'm going to be honest. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the Chiefs here. I don't have that. The Browns have not won a season opener in 17 years, Sobel, and the streak continues now. If it was against pretty much anyone else, I'd probably pick them. Yeah, that's true. But, I mean, the Browns are a really talented team. The Browns have uh, a good quarterback, in my opinion. Not a great quarterback, but a good quarterback. Tons of talent on the offensive line and out wide. I mean, Odell Beckham Jr., you know, as as down of a couple years as he's had, he's still Odell Beckham Jr. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, they still got Jarvis Landry, Donovan Peoples-Jones is coming into his own. Mm -hmm. Uh, Defensively, they did a great job this offseason adding adding John Johnson uh, from L.A., they added uh, Jeremiah Usukoromoa from through the draft. Uh, they 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 might be like the overall most talented team in football. Uh, who, who thought you would say that about Cleveland? I know, like four years ago. However, oh, the Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes. This is true. In which case, the Chiefs will win this game. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> Patrick Mahomes equals win. Get right. There there are a lot of people out there who will say, oh, the the. The Browns just need to run the ball and kill the clock. That that's a bit of a red herring argument in my in my opinion because, you know, the the Chiefs are going to get the ball and they're going to score. I mean that that that's just what they do against any team. And the only way to win is to kind of keep up with them. Yeah. So you're not going to keep the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands forever and run the ball if it gets you points. We just got to score points to keep up with them. And yet at the same time, getting in a shootout with Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City is also not the greatest idea. Correct. But you also oftentimes really don't have a choice in the matter. This is true. This is very true. <laughs> Uh, KC by six. I'm gonna take. I'll take that. I think it's gonna end up being like KC by by seven. Yeah. Dolphins Patriots. Mac Jones, Tua Tagovailoa, squaring off in Gillette Stadium, New England by three. This one's tough. This one's very tough. I'm gonna take New England, just because I think they they bring in a lot of uh, decent talent, but I still think the Dolphins compete with them. I think the Dolphins win this game. I think I. Uh, you know, long term, the outlook on Mac Jones is probably a little rosier than it is on Tua right now. But you know, Mac Jones in his first NFL start does not always go well. Mm-hmm. Tua in year two, he had a up and down preseason. Yeah, but he's got good weapons. Will Fuller is suspended, I'm pretty sure. Yes. I, uh, uh, but Devontae Parker and Jalen Waddle are still there. You know how much I love Jalen Waddle. I mean, he, yes. he's an outstanding talent. I uh, Mike Izicki also a, a good, a decent tight end. Some questions up front. I. Uh, but good secondary. Xavier, ha- Xavier Howard's still there. I, mm-hmm. uh, I just think they're a more talented team overall than New England. And uh, with the slightly more experienced quarterback, I'll take Miami. Alrighty, alrighty. Uh, next up, we got the Saints and the Packers because of of the hurricane going through New Orleans. This game will be played in Jacksonville. Yep. Green Bay four point favorites. I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna take that too. I'm gonna be honest. I, I don't. 
I don't dislike James James Winston with I the Saints this year. I just think there's a lot of questions coming in yeah, with James Winston. And, uh, whereas the Packers' only question is, you know, how, how long is Rodgers going to stay with him, which appears to be just about a year. Yeah. Uh, but for now, Rodgers is still there. Devonta Adams is still there. I mean, same old Green Bay. I think they. I don't think they win too comfortably. I think it's not close at the end. Yeah. Uh, I think it, it, it could, it'll be close for a little while, and then Green Bay will pull away at the end. Sunday night football. Ah, uh, crap. Here we go, Sobel. You said you wanted to. G- yeah. We got about 25 minutes left in the show, so you're going to have to keep it less than that. But nonetheless, <laughs> the Chicago Bears, the Bears, taking on the Los Angeles Rams, the Rams, SoFi Stadium, L.A. 7.5. Sobel, who are you taking? I'm taking the Bears. You're taking the Bears? Absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> I figured. Uh, no, I. Uh, every single part of this matchup spells doom for the Chicago Bears. I. Uh, Andy Dalton versus defense that will pressure him. I uh, defense pressuring versus the Bears' offensive line. I don't think Jermaine Effetti can effectively block Leonard Floyd, let alone Aaron Donald. That's Seahawk legend Jermaine Effetti to you. I. <laughs> uh, but Dal- Dalton's going to get killed behind behind that line. You know, thirty-nine-year-old Jason Peters is not what he once was. The interior is fine, but Sam Mustafer can't block Aaron Donald. No one can block Aaron Donald. I. Uh, Jalen Ramsey shut down Allen Robinson last year. There's no reason to think that's going to change. He shut down a lot of people last year. Yeah, uh, and th- that's no slight on Allen Robinson. It's just that when you have one established target, D- Darnell Mooney's getting there, but you know, when you have one established, uh, consistent target, Jalen Ramsey's going to take it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that does not bode well for the Bears. On the other side, I mean, the the Rams are masterminds at getting you know their their quick receivers, Cup Woods, uh, Van Jefferson in year two. I uh, mismatches matches against quarterbacks. I can't get, can't keep up with them with stuff like motion and and, uh, and boots and slides. I uh, and the the Bears corners beyond Jalen Johnson are just atrocious right now. I mm-hmm. uh, and like having Copper Woods in, in fantasy is like winning your week 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 one because they're they're gonna tear up the Bears Patrick secondary right now. I uh, and I just don't know if the front if the front four can create enough pressure. Or if the Bears can dial up whatever on defense to to stay with it, I uh, that does not bode well for, for the Bears. I uh, the one thing is that the one thing I can think of that is like is Los Angeles going to force the run too much because the Bears front seven is still very much there, uh, like very much up there. I uh, but if if the Rams just commit to you know passing the ball every other down, the Bears can't stop it. I uh, and uh, you know that all that being said, you know I'm I'm still gonna you know be wearing my Khalil Mack jersey Sunday night, you know screaming at the TV uh, when the Bears get you know like getting hyped up when the Bears get the first run stop. That's not gonna stop me. I uh, and I will need all of you guys there for emotional support. By the way, I uh, cool Pete. No, you know wrap it up, <laughs> wrap it up with a bow tie. Uh, this has been great. <laughs> wrap it up. Yeah, but I uh, bring it home. Uh, no, I, I'm, I'm going to take, uh, let's say, Rams 26, Bears 6. Oh, my God. That was that was great. I'm glad you kept it under five minutes. <laughs> but that was that was everything you needed to know. And you know what I would yeah. respond with that with? What? Same. <laughs> Same. Should have just, just said K. <laughs> <laughs> just K. All right. Last game. Last game of the week. Ravens taking on the Raiders. First game, I think, with with full capacity fans in Vegas. Uh, Baltimore is favored by four and a half. Derek Carr versus 
Lamar Jackson, I'm going to go with the Ravens. John Gruden, you know, people forget that he's been an excellent play caller since he's come back uh, as, as head coach of the Raiders. However, the man cannot draft. No. Uh, this team is sorely lacking in talent that they really should not be given how many picks they've had in the first few rounds the past few years. But Gruden's done horribly in those rounds. And, uh, you know, Derek, Derek Carr's nowhere near the problem with this, this team. It's Gruden's drafting and the lack of talent around him and Raiders uh, to win, Raiders to cover. Ravens to win, Ravens to cover, sorry. Raiders, Ravens, they sound similar. Ravers. Raves. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. Usually, in the first week of the season, I do a full-on, you know, like, where you think, who think each team is going to win the division sort of thing with Knowlton. We don't have to go that in-depth. I kind of want to, not going to lie. You kind of want to? Yeah. Do we have time? Uh, we got about, no, we got about five, ten minutes. Let's just go over our division winners. Right. Division winners. Uh, we're going to start off with the AFC East. Bills, Dolphins, Patriots, Jets. I'm going to go easily uh, with the Bills. How about you, Sobel? Bills not close. Yeah. All right. That was that was good. AFC North. This one, I'm going to give it to you. It's going to be a little bit tougher. Ravens, Bengals, Browns, Steelers. Who is coming out of that first place in the AFC North in about 17 weeks from now? Ravens, Bengals, Browns, Steelers. Yep. Uh, you know, I said at the top of the show, the Browns might be the most talented team in the in in, in the league. You know, top to bottom talent. You're taking uh, I'm, them. I'm taking the Browns. You know what? I agree with you. I think this is Cleveland's year because Cleveland's year happened. I want to say like 20 years ago, but this is the year that the Cleveland Browns finally go from the little brother team to the big brother team. AFC yeah. South: Texans, Colts, Jaguars, Titans. I think I think yeah, that is quite <laughs> quite the division. You know what? I'm gonna go out on a limb here. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the Jaguars. I will go with the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, you know what? That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm also gonna go with Tennessee West. Broncos, Chiefs, Raiders, Chargers. I'm gonna go out on a limb here as well. I'm gonna go with the Chargers. No, I'm just kidding. I'm going with the Chiefs. How about you? I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. I think people are not giving the Broncos enough credit. Uh. You don't. You really think Teddy Bridgewater could could compete? Not to win the division. I think they can compete for a playoff spot because they have one of the uh, arguably the best secondary in football right now. That's fair. And and their their offensive skill players like Sutton, Judy, Hamler, that Fant. There's a lot of talent there. Their yeah. offensive line isn't bad either. And I really like Javante Williams. Yeah. Uh, NFC West: Cardinals, Rams, 49ers, Seahawks. As much as I love Seattle. Uh, I think the Rams pretty much have this one locked up. I disagree. I'm going to go with the 49ers. I think Trey Lance takes over at some point, and I've seen some of the stuff they're doing with their run scheme and Trey Lance's arm in the preseason. And I, I know I'm going out with limit this, but they're healthy. I think I think the defense reverts to somewhat close to what it was in that Super League, Super Bowl year, mm-hmm. and the ground game and rookie Trey Lance do enough to win that division. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. NFC South, Falcons, Panthers, Saints, Buccaneers. Um, as much as I would love to see somewhat of a competition between Jameis Winston against his former team, I think Brady and the Bucks. Uh, I think a lot of people have them not only winning the division, but also possibly even repeating. I'm going to go with the Buccaneers. I'm going to go with the Buccaneers as well. I don't think they repeat as champions. No. Uh, NFC North. All right. The last one. Nope. We got two more. Never mind. Bears, Lions, Packers, Vikings. As much as as much as I appreciate you, Sobel, I'm gonna have to go with with I'm gonna have to back the pack. Is that what is that what they say? 
Back the pack. Go with. I can tell you're pumped about this. Uh, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Green Bay. Yeah, they just scream internally. Yeah. Green Bay and it won't be close. There you go. That was a lot. I'm proud of you. I really am proud of you. That was a lot. It's not going to be close. There's nowhere. No team in that division is anywhere near Green Bay. That was that was that was brave. I was very brave as a Bears fan to say that. Last one, the NFC East, or I should say the trash can, also known as the NFC East: Cowboys, Giants, Eagles, and the football team that is Washington. Sobel, who's winning it? I've actually been going back and forth between Dallas and Washington. Okay. I. Uh, but you don't think you don't think Jalen Hurts gets it done? No, in the city I, I'm, of brotherly not, love? I'm not a fan of Jalen Hurts. The I guess the, maybe this will be the year the the Giants finally realize Daniel Jones isn't it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's a matchup of offensive firepower in Dallas. Uh, like both both these teams are really really good at one thing. Yes, Dallas is offensive firepower. Washington's front four. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the part that the teams that aren't as good at Dallas at defense and Washington at offense. I think Washington's better. Uh, and you know what? I'm going to go with Washington repeating as division champs. I think, like you said, the Cowboys are good as an offensive team and Washington is good as a defensive team. And what I always say is that defenses win championships. That's something you came up with. So I'm going to go with the Washington football team. I think, uh, I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be a fun division race. I think the Do you winner think it's better than last year? Yes, in that the teams are, are like, over 500. Yes. Uh, like, last year was, like, watching a car crash. You can't look away. But you but you, you, you can't yeah. help but look or, away. Or, or, or a car that won't start. Yeah. That's too soon. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. We're going to head to a quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more sports, and we'll have our penalty box guest for the – most famous segment here, the Penalty Box. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Penalty Box here on KCOU 88.1 FM. Saturday in Columbia is KCOU Sports Saturday. Tune in right here on KCOU 88.1 FM Columbia for all-day sports talk starting at 9 a.m. Cap off your Sports Saturday with coverage of Mizzou football from the student voice of the Missouri Tigers. Don't just Saturday, KCOU Sports Saturday. Hey Mizzou fans, did you know that Mizzou has the best fans in America? Well, it's true. We treat other teams as players and fans with respect, we carry ourselves with class and dignity, we cheer loudly for Mizzou, and we take pride in our choices. This public service announcement has been brought to you by the Wellness Resource Center, Craft Beer Cellar, and KCOU 88.1 FM. The Missouri Army National Guard can help you get the education you need to land the career you've always wanted. The Guard will pay up to 100% of your tuition for up to 39 credit hours per academic year at 90 colleges and tech schools across the state. You're eligible as soon as you enlist. Learn more about the many benefits that come with serving part-time in the Missouri Army National Guard. Visit NationalGuard.com today. Sponsored by the Missouri Army National Guard. Aired by the Missouri Broadcasters Association in this station. Look at me, busy as a bee. Where'd I get all this energy? Oh, man, mm, man. I don't sleep and I don't eat, but I've got the cleanest house on the street. Oh, man, mm, man. Get these hairs all out of my face. Get these bugs all out of my place. One more hit. No time to waste. Oh, man, mm, man. 
Life can be dramatic, but day-to-day -day relationships aren't always like you see on TV. You can help the young people in your life work through the drama by engaging them in conversations about healthy relationships. Use Connect With Me activity cards to start discussions on this subject and other topics that matter to teens. Visit health.mo.gov connect to access these free cards and resources. A message from the Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services. Now that I've gotten on the internet, I'd rather be on my computer than doing just about anything. It's really cool. The internet gave us a whole world of exciting new possibilities. So I guess this is a story of how it changed our lives. Change, our lives. change your life. Change the way you do the internet. Go like KCOU on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at KCOU and on Instagram at KCOU881. Stay up to date on the latest online content, events, giveaways, and more. You may be right. I think they're being followed now. Don't look. Just play cool. So what are you waiting for, young keyboard warrior? The wonderful world of KCOU is just one click away. Central Michigan, and they take on the Kentucky Wildcats here this Saturday at 6.30 p.m. Central Time. You can catch that game out here on KCLU 88.1 FM. Sobel, what are your thoughts on last week? What do you think the Tigers do this week? What are your thoughts in general? What are you thinking? What's in that noggin of yours? Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on that noggin of mine at any given time. Mm -hmm. uh, but on Mizzou, uh, I think that they're showing this week was not encouraging. No. Uh, and I think that if the defensive line and front seven, uh, like Blaze Aldridge can talk all he wants about three and a half sacks, he was not good in run defense. Uh, I think that uh, I think that if, if the D-line and linebackers play like they did, they're going to get blown back by Kentucky, much like they were blown back by Central Michigan, but it, it's going to be against an SEC team and not a MAC team. No disrespect whatsoever to the MAC. Uh, I I think Mizzou is not going to win this game because I, I just don't think they have the talent up, up front to deal with Kentucky right now. Oh, there he is. Yeah, and this is a big game, too, because, I mean, Kentucky and Missouri, I think, are really the two teams competing for third place in the SEC East. Yes. I think Georgia and have that really up front. So I think easily Mizzou has trouble. But you know what? I'm going to be on the positive side, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it's a win. Well, as we were just talking, we have our penalty box guest walking in. He is also the co-host of the Overthrow on Mondays at 4 p.m. Yes, yes. I got it right this time. It is Mr. James Marshall. James, how are you doing today? Good. I'm doing well. Good to see you again, Pete. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is just kind of like a, a, an episode two of, of yesterday. Look at us. Part Who would have thought? Look at that. Who would have thought? Not me. Everyone's sitting in a different seat. Era. I'm actually true? sitting in the same. No, me and Pete just switched. Yeah, seat. Uh, <laughs> different chair though. I sat in this chair yesterday. Wait, same, same seat, different chair. Yes, this is the. How seat. do you know which chair you sat in? Because I remember I pushed <laughs> this one over to the left because I put my backpack on it. Okay. Alrighty. 
It is time to get down to the nitty-gritty that is the penalty box segment. Sobel, do you want to read the questions? I would love to read the questions. All right, here are the questions. All righty, we're going to put two minutes on the clock. Do you know the rules of the game? I do. Okay. I think this is my second time. For sure, for sure. Just to remind the people at home, uh, basically, uh, James here has two minutes to answer as many icebreaker questions as possible. I hope you studied uh, because you cannot use Quizlet on this. Dang it. Do you make that joke every single show? Don't worry about it. <laughs> All righty. Two minutes are on the clock. Are you ready? I'm ready. Three. Silver, do you have questions? Yeah. Okay. Silver, are you ready? Silver, are you ready? I am ready. This is an important job. I know. I'm, I'm actually Sobel very stressed is locked out this. Sobel is Sobel locked might be in more right nervous now. than James is right now. <laughs> I'm I just can... ch- I'm chilling over here. And Sobel's, this, is, this is a lot of pressure. I see a bead, a bead of sweat down his forehead. A little bit. All right. Three, two, one, go. What did you want to be when you grew up? Firefighter. What would it take to give your smartphone for a month? Nothing. What is your favorite dessert? Ice cream. What is your favorite vacation spot? Bahamas. Do you know how to speak more than one language? No. Who is the most famous person you've met? Uh, The Rock. What is your favorite musical instrument? Guitar. What's your favorite knock-knock joke? Knock-knock. Who's, Who's there? there? This is dumb. Uh, this is dumb who? No, I'm dumb. Would you rather dumb. have a pet sloth or a pet carrot? Or pet parrot? Parrot. Favorite type of cheese? Gouda. What restaurant would you want to live in for three days? McDonald's. Favorite kind of sandwich? Chicken sandwich. Favorite person named Tom? Tom Hanks. Favorite barn animal? A cow. Mechanical or real pencils? Mechanical. If I visited your hometown, what local spots would I suggest you would you suggest I see? Rustic Need Sandwich. What is your favorite midnight snack? Uh, eggs. Best study tip? Uh, don't. What is the strangest <laughs> habit you have? Pardon. What is the strangest habit you have? Um, not studying. If you're a wrestler, what would your what what would you be your entrance theme song? Um, Welcome to the Jungle. Have you ever been told you look like someone famous, and if so, who was it? No. What is the actually yes, Will's El Torres. What did you name your first car? I no name. Does your current car have a name? No. Uh, if, you ha- <laughs> if you had to describe how you're feeling right now as a weather pattern, what's your forecast? Sunny. Uh, what's something you're looking forward to right now, and why? A uh, football game, Kentucky Mizzou. What's something you're worried about? Uh, test next week. What's something new or interesting you learned recently? Uh, Sobel's Jewish. What, what animal <laughs> best represents you today and why? Didn't catch it. What animal best represents you today and why? Giraffe. What's I'm feeling big? What's the weirdest thing in your fridge right now? Eggs. What was your favorite recent meal and why? Chicken sandwich from Chick-fil-A because I love chicken sandwiches. If you're going to be frozen, is it two minutes yet? Oh, four seconds. If you're going to be frozen tomorrow for a one-way, one way, one thousand year interstellar, uh, boys, well, who was the guy you said you looked like? Will Zalatoris. He's a golfer. Hold on, let me look this up. He's uh, he's pretty good. He had, I forget which tournament it was. I think he finished second though. I mean, I don't see it. That's fair. I honestly, I didn't either, but. I worked at a golf course this summer before I broke my hand. When did you meet The Rock? Uh, New Year's Eve 2014. Did you kiss? Yes. Nice. Uh, the, you said the weirdest thing in your fridge right now is eggs? That is actually the only thing in my fridge <laughs> right now. I think that's the weirdest thing. <laughs> it is eggs in water bottles because I just went grocery shopping. The groceries are in my car. <laughs> oh, okay. I was going to say. You, Do you have perishable groceries? stuff in there? Um, not really. Like, milk will be fine. 
read grocery shopping when Mike called you and said, come on our show? No, I actually <laughs> was like a minute away, and I was like, I, yeah, anyway, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm here. So <laughs> hopefully we, I don't get We appreciate get you being here. Of course. <laughs> oh, I'm grateful to be here. Unless we I get towed. To have you uh, <laughs> what else? We're, we're if you it, let, let it be known that if you get told the penalty box incorporated or towed, the penalty box incorporated is not liable. Um, actually, starting left bench is liable though. Fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I said I'd live in McDonald's for three days. That's actually not a bad option. Yeah. Okay. It's not I, a bad option. I thought of that just because of breakfast, lunch, dinner. Yeah. They've got like the most diversity. I mean, like, in terms of, like, healthiness of the food, I don't think that's the greatest, but I mean, like... It, You've got a bathroom. Yeah. That's all I need. You, yeah. know, you know what my favorite part of this was? What's your best study tip? I don't study. What's something you're worried about? A test. A test. <laughs> yes, I did. I did say that. Um, honestly, the best study tip is just go. Show up to class, and you don't really have to study if you do that. That's actually true. It, it, it's true to an extent. Like, you still have to study. You don't have to, like, do nearly as much. If you go to class and take notes, you might spend, like, two hours studying max, like, the night before a test. Yeah. That's true. Like, if if you're keeping up with the material, like, you you won't need to do that much studying. Yep. However, don't study is not a position we at the penalty box endorse. Yes. The overthrow endorses it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I think Jay Marshall, see you in my office after this show. (laughs) Whoa. I think that's going to do it for us here. Thank you so much, James, for coming on. Thanks, we really Pete. do appreciate it. Sobel, thank you so much for guest hosting. No, I really, I really did have pleasure. fun. It's my absolute pleasure. Make sure you guys check out The Overthrow on KCOU Mondays at 4 p.m. Yes. And and check out the Bears game and text me because I need help. Yes. Please tweet <laughs> at Sobel, are you okay, throughout the game. But we thank you guys so much for tuning in. This has been the Penalty Box. We'll catch you all next week. Same time, same place. And, um, yeah. Don't don't litter. Don't litter.